Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is the Court Today replay on C103. Hoping we find you all in good form. Our phone lines are open at 1850-333-103 and please feel free to use that phone number if there's anything you want to report to us because we're going to try and keep uh, as many of our listeners as updated as possible today. You can text or WhatsApp 0862-103-103. We can already see some texts and WhatsApps coming in. Thank you for that. Keep them coming to us because we knew Storm Brendan was coming. We've been talking about it all over the weekend and uh, it hit Cork early this morning. There are now warnings of coastal flooding, falling trees and damaging gusts, gusts of anything up to 130 kilometres per hour. We're already getting reports in of gusts at the fastness of 144 kilometres so they've gone beyond already what was expected. Cork City Council, they're saying the combination of the high spring tides and these storm force winds, that's going to bring the risk of flooding to the city today and also for tomorrow. We're not going to be out of the woods once today goes. And uh, the status orange weather warning in place for Met Aaron for today. And then tomorrow it reverts to a yellow weather warning, but it's orange for the for much of today. Now, Cork City Council say there's a risk that some roads and parking areas, particularly along the low-lying quays in the city centre, they may suffer localised flooding during these high tides. So I suppose the advice is, is don't park in these areas. They're including South Terrace, Morrison's Quay, Father Matthew Quay, Trinity Bridge, Union Quay, uh, the Crawford Street, Wansford Quay, French's Quay, Crosses Green, Lavitt's Quay and Curls Quay. And then Cork County Council, they have their severe weather assessment team. They have convened in response to the weather warning and they've reviewed all of the preparations. The council response crews have been put on notice and they're all on standby. And they, Cork County Council, are saying to members of the public, they're advising people to stay high, stay dry and to stay away, please, from the coast, the rivers and the lakes. And when I was chatting with Simon, when I was on with him before 10, he was already making the point that if you're on social media, 
you will see people are heading out to coastal areas trying to get the perfect picture. Please, you're just you're putting your own life at risk and then you're putting the life of the emergency services who will have to go out and try and rescue, rescue. So I think that's good advice from Cork County Council to stay high, stay dry and stay away from the coastal areas. Now Cork County Council are expecting the main impact of Storm Brendan to include fallen trees, possible structural uh, damage from high winds and obviously the coastal flooding caused by the storm surge. The council is advising road users to be aware of the danger posed by high winds. Driving conditions may and will be hazardous today with surface flooding possible. Motors are also reminded to take additional care and to be conscious of cyclists and to be conscious of pedestrians. And actually talking of cyclists, somebody was on to Simon earlier, it was Martin in Formoy just before 10, to advise listeners who had their bins emptied this morning to get out as quick as you can and get those bins taken in because a wheelie bin when it's emptied can take off. Martin said that he was driving and one actually hit his car. It was when he was driving past the search and rescue unit in Formoy, that general area. So that's a good piece of advice to people if your bins have been collected. And I know if you're looking out, you're thinking, oh, do I really want to go out in that weather? Please do, because the bins are going to be left right outside your door and they can just take flight and end up causing an accident. So you need to be careful around that. Martin, thank you for that piece of advice. There's a number of electricity outages already. Somebody was on to say electricity is gone in La Valley in Mallow. And I know John Paul is keeping an eye on the Power Check website. He tells me electricity is out in Adrigal, in Tower and in Mallow. And you can't help but have have. Uh, so much um, we send out so much support to the ESB power crews now I'm assuming that in the height of the storm they're not going to be out trying to get power back to people they'll wait until the winds have died down because the worst of the winds are expected between 11 and 1 maybe even 11 and 2 we are hoping to get met air and obviously met air and flat out in a day like today but we are hoping to get them onto the programme later on just to update us on how, how long we can expect Storm Brendan to remain across Ireland and what's going to be the worst of it it is looking at that we're building up to between 11 and 1 possibly 11 and uh, 2 o'clock today so the worst is to come and you can already I mean I'm just I've got all the blinds open here looking out at it you can already see it start to build I mean even since 8 o'clock this morning when I was heading into work it was just starting to get windy but you can already see how windy it is now and what are we at quarter past uh, 10 so it certainly is building up and going to get worse but worrying when we're already hearing the gusts at the fastnet at 144 kilometres per hour when they were expecting the top winds to be at about 130 so it's already looking like it's stronger than what was expected. Now, the, in the event of disruption to your power, you can, can contact the ESB networks. These are some numbers you might want to have written down. 1850 372 999. That's 1850 372 999. And if you have a disruption to your water supply, Irish Water can be contacted at 1850 278 278. That's 1850 278278 that's for Irish Water actually on the electricity one if you haven't already downloaded it the ESB 
have a great one with their Power Check, uh, the ESB network, it's a Power Check app and you basically download it onto your smartphone and then there's a map that you can just, you go onto the Power Check map and it'll obviously, it'll pick up where you're living and it'll show you if there's any outages in your area and it really is terrific. You you can see and then when you click on it, like for example, I'm looking here in the Mallow area, there is a fault in, that's obviously the one for La Valley that somebody contacted us about. It's, it's um, they say there's a power outage. It's affecting a 385 customers and they're apologising there. And they say they're currently working to repair the fault that's in the, the, that's the one that's affecting the Mallow area. But anyway, that's a handy little app if you haven't downloaded it already, the Power Check one. It's handy to have so you can find out even, it's particularly relevant at times like this, but even during the year, if you get a power outage and you're wondering why, is there something wrong in your house or is it a power outage, you can actually check and see what is going on. Cork County Council are warning motorists. This is coming from John Paul. The dangerous gusts and winds this morning. Be mindful of debris on the roads because we are going to have trees down, but we're also going to have branches of trees that were damaged. Say in a previous storm will come off and they could end up, no matter where you are, you could come around a bend and a bough of a tree comes at you. So you do need to drive with extreme care. Uh, and if you are heading out today, maybe knock on the door of a neighbour or give a phone call to elderly family members just to see do they need anything I would be suggesting to older people more vulnerable people to stay indoors until this particular storm Brendan passes so if anybody else has to go out maybe just check and see is everybody in your area they're okay for the bread and the milk we're great to get the bread in aren't we at this time of year uh, whenever the storms like this Stanorell Park photo gardens and the photo wildlife obviously they're all closed due to the high winds Bus Aaron are advising the McCroom Mill Street and Killarney service that's cancelled due to storm Brendan we will keep you updated on any other calls that we get in like that particularly about things that have been cancelled cancelled due to the storm so if you're involved in anything that you want to let us know about please contact us 1850 333 103 John Paul taking the calls you can text her WhatsApp 0862 103 103 and a report of a tree down on the N72 that's between McDonald's Grain Store and Kilmagner School so if you're travelling from Formoy to Tallow you're going to need to divert at McDonald's grain store because when we had that report in in the last 15-20 minutes the road was impassable so I'm assuming they're out trying to work on getting that tree removed so just divert at McDonald's grain store. As I say we are hoping to speak with Metair and fingers crossed that we'll be able to get them onto the programme today because they're always so busy on days like this and we'll just get an update on Storm Brendan. Now also coming up on the programme in a couple of minutes I'm going to be speaking with a young wheelchair user who's actually talking about confronting motorists who illegally use disabled parking spaces. Now whenever we talk about people illegally using disabled parking spaces it's one of those bugbears that everyone has a story about and it really annoys people when they see somebody parked in a disabled bay and they don't have one of the blue uh, badges. But there are very few of us are brave enough to go over and actually confront somebody and say, oi, what are you doing parking there? You know, it takes it takes a real bravery, doesn't it? To, and confidence to go over and uh, do it because you're afraid of what the person's going to say to you and what if they have a go at you? Will you be able to stand your ground and uh, argue back? So this young woman who is a wheelchair user herself, so 
you know, she's in, I think, a much more vulnerable position. I just have to think kudos to the young woman. So we're going to chat with her on the programme today. We're hearing about dangers of further landslides in the town of Cove. Uh, we'll chat about that this morning as well. And I suppose at the same time, get an update on how Cove are doing with Storm Brendan attacking all of the coastal areas first. We're also going to continue to discuss the fallout on the ad that we spoke about on Friday, offering rent-free flat in return for sex uh, twice a week. What is this saying about the housing market at the moment? Um, we will have Annalise Drissel then join us after half past 12 today, our nutritional therapist, as she'll answer all of your nutritional questions. If you've got a question, you can get it in throughout the morning for Annalise. We're getting reports in of electricity outage in Ballyvorney and someone has been on to say there's a tree down on the Inner Shannon to Kilmac Simon Road and the road is actually blocked at the moment. Okay, that's Inner Shannon to Kilmac Simon. We have a tree down at Nell Tades Cross that's on the road to Reiner Screener. Somebody has uh, WhatsApped that at Nell Tades Cross. A tree is down there. And in Donnerail on the L133 road, partially blocked by a tree. The side road, it's the side road off Donnerail to Kildallery and it's about two kilometres before Kildallery. There, it's partially blocking the road. Okay, so please drive with extreme care. And Marie says, hi Patricia, hope this message finds you well. It does indeed. Has any of the bus air and Buses travelling from West Cork to Cork being cancelled today. Thank you for all the updates so far. It's much appreciated. Good, good work. Um, out of West Cork, hang on now. Bus Aaron were on to us earlier. I'll have to do a check on this. Uh, bus Aaron advising the McCroom Mill Street Killarney service has been cancelled. I'll get John Paul to check to see if any of the West Cork ones have been cancelled. At the moment, that's the only one we've been notified about McCroom Mill Street Killarney uh, service. We will check for you, Marie, and see if the are their buses running out of West Cork this morning. Okay, some of other issues coming into us. Uh, there's a couple of two of our regular texters, Heidi and uh, Michael in West Cork, both pre- t- kind of on about the same thing and this is to do with a general election when are we getting a general election Heidi says a very windy good morning to you Patricia please God no one will be harmed by the winds yeah that's all of our wishes and prayers today anyway Heidi says I was hearing on the BBC and on Sky News that it said Leo Varadkar will announce election by the end of the week what do they know that we don't but if he does then all of us must remember the TDs that have and always work for us and live in the real world when it comes to using our votes also being it's also been said on Sky News they were reporting on the Northern Ireland Stormont Assembly going back into power and saying that lots of money should be put into the NHS there as much as needed, nurses, doctor, doctors, etc. But we have been able to send people from down south to have cataract operations done in Northern Ireland. What does that say about our health service, says Heidi. But you have to remember, Heidi, that the patients that go from the south up north, they're going into private hospitals and I don't have the figures on the numbers that come the other way but equally, people from Northern Ireland who can't get in on their public service, they use the cross-border initiative and they're actually coming south. There's a big number. I don't know if it's the same number, if they actually pass each other on the road or not but there are a large number of people from Northern Ireland 
who come south for operations also go over to the United Kingdom for operations and that's the cross-border initiative and they're able to do that and they're allowed uh, to do it and it's just it's it's one of the schemes that operates in the EU now that's a bit up in the air when it comes to Brexit but it is into the private system that they're going it's not into the public uh, system and uh, Michael then but but on Heidi's issue of what do Sky News and BBC know that we don't know what I think it's probably the worst kept secret at this stage that Leo Varadkar is going to call an early election this week most are speculating that he'll dissolve the doll by Thursday by the latest um, with a view to going to the polls as early as the 7th of February which is the first Friday in February. Now we spoke about this because this got speculated about last week as well and I actually met, I mentioned it and thought oh, I can't see having an election that quickly. I don't think it would be Lear Varadkar's choice but I think his hand has been slightly forced at this stage so it is looking like if he dissolves it by Thursday then he will be able to have because that will be just a three week lead in then to the general election on Friday the 7th of uh, February. But Michael is commenting on Northern Ireland as well and what is happening in Northern Ireland and tying it in with a general election. A partnership that was said could never happen. Cast our minds back to 2008 and the Good Friday Agreement when magic happened. Ian Paisley and Martin McGuinness walking down those marble steps in the Great Hall in Stormont. Then move on to 2020, January. It happened again, a partnership again. It came like a miracle. A a divisive force in the return of power sharing to the north of Ireland in the form of or a, a, a decisive force, my apologies, in the return of power sharing in the North in the form of Julian Smith and Simon Coveney. They both knew what was required. No protocols, no practices, no objections were going to stop them. They were going to get the job done. Both ministers had the same mix of patience and determinations. determination. Minister Coveney left a family holiday to return to Stormont. Likewise, Julian Smith remained in Northern Ireland and stayed away from his Yorkshire constituency for most of the Westminster election campaign. Very interesting that the Taoiseach left the space to his Thánaiste, trusted him and did not interfere. We here in the Republic should not ignore the very serious fact that we will face in the Brexit trade negotiations, which will present massive new challenges for this country. What could be... What could be a most welcome combination of Secretary of State Julian Smith and Thornish to Simon Coveney for the new challenges that will bring forth? It will be a sad day, says Michael, for this country if the Varadkar, Coveney, McEntee government are not returned to power in the most crucial part of the Brexit.ie. The Brexit trade, Coveney and McEntee should be postered wall to wall with the slogan, look what we've done, Brexit, Northern Ireland deal. That's from Michael in Castletown there who is pinning his colours to the mast on who he wants to uh, back in power after the next general election. And as I say, it's looking like the end of this week we'll be finding out when a general election and it is looking like as early as Friday, February 7th. 1850 333 103. John Paul taking your calls. Text to WhatsApp 0862 103. 103. Cork today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Smokeless coal, turf, gas, and kiln dried wood. Open late seven days. Lowcostfuel.ie. 
Egg foil mock quid is farlin. Shaw eight thrower C one oh three air kirkig. Bonich on Cork Public Museum a bork big garret civilian ochtiog at the had a kuig. Unta special a guina all in dungahed. Lagan the museum shall beam air and doch the winning let kirkig marvala mount ishach. Agas horror the young, good on has her heledian e, a dochel tea, a dinner heart er alla on valle, to dean to now homa on Egypt orsa, agas on reg. Tirshir er in star egg in public museum, agas win saltos cafe, agas narakan the oil at a hoid and lower so er vrochnali. Nukta, quid denaneha, is fari gorkig, C103. Donnerail Active Retirement Association have been on. They were due to have a meeting today. They've cancelled it due to storm. Brendan, there's a tree down on Upper Castle Road in Bandon. That's as you head toward Castle Bernard. And there is a tree down on the Mallow side of Charleville. And we're also getting a report in of a lorry has broken down on the Ballybeg Benz on the Mallow to Limerick Road. What a day to break down. Uh, keep that kind of information coming into us, please. If you come across anything, let us know so we can pass it on to other listeners. And for everybody out there, please stay safe. 1850 333 We've spoken to Dunmanway Beauty Salon owner Sarah DeLay uh, before when she was highlighting the difficulties she was facing accessing public transport as a wheelchair user. Today she joins me to talk about the problems she's facing with people illegally parking in disabled parking spaces. And Sarah once again joins me. Good morning to you, Sarah. Morning, Patricia. How are you? I'm very well, and it's uh, it's good to have you on the program. Are you in Dunmanway today, or, or where are you? I'm in Dunmanway today. Yes. What's the weather like? Awful. Very Is windy. It? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 particularly bad. Now you've yes. decided to be very brave here, and you've confronted people who are illegally using the, these spaces. What kind of a reaction have you received? Mostly just angry people that just don't care. Where they're parking, it's only like, oh, we're going to be there for five minutes. And look, that look, it may be the case that it is five minutes, but in those five minutes, someone that has a disabled parking badge needs that spot, more importantly. And it's just feel like look, it's unnecessary. They can just park anywhere. And they don't need to be using a disabled space. And are some people downright rude to you? Yeah, yeah. Some people I've asked to move and you get people cursing at you and people coming up into your face shouting at you and it gets very intimidating and very hurtful. I get fierce upset over it and just end up leaving it and walking away. And are you in your car when you're confronting them or have you confronted them when you're actually sitting in your wheelchair? Both. I've been in my car because if I was trying to get into a spot and someone's parked there and I can see that there's no bed, I'd have to roll, roll down the window and just ask, would you mind moving, please? And they go, no, not happening. And would you end up having to say, I'm a wheelchair user? Yeah, yeah, I would say, I'm a wheelchair user. I have a bed. Can you please just move out of the way so I can get in there? I, I can't park anywhere. Else. And people just, they still refuse to move. Just, I'm just dumbfounded by that. Yeah. I would I would have thought that if somebody approached, particularly when you're in a wheelchair, yeah. 
Uh-huh. And if you went along and you said to somebody you're part there illegally, I would think if it was me, I'd be absolutely mortified. I would be killed apologising. I'd be using yeah. every excuse under the sun. I didn't realise. Give me a minute. I'll move. I would be yeah. just mortified. But yeah. you think the people have refused. Yeah. And then like you could see like straight there on the ground, the parking bay, you see the sign of the wheelchair, you see the signs all over the place. This is a stable bay, don't park here and all that. And you still go up and you ask people, look, you can't park here. And they're like, oh, God, I didn't realise. And well, I'm just only here for two minutes. They're going, how did you not realise? Oh, yeah. There's a sign right there. Yeah, it's like you feel like saying to them, you know, you've taken my spark- parking space. Do you want to take my disability as well? I mean, they oh, people have... Oh, you would feel like saying that already, yeah. Yeah, people have... And then you've come across people pretending to have a disability. Now, these are the ones yeah. that are embarrassed because they've been caught out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember a couple of weeks ago, I was parking, like, it's particularly because I park a group of up in uh, Sandon Street. There's two bays in, um, by the Cathedral Credit Union. And uh, people parked there the whole time going takeaways or the um, just to the chemist and stuff. And there was one woman there and she got out of the car because I could see there was two cars there. One had a badge, one didn't, this woman. And she got out of the car and she was walking fine, grand, into the chemist. So I circled around just to get back up to the space again. And when she came out, I stopped and I pointed at my badge and uh, she started a limp. <laughs> Yeah, suddenly the limp appears that wasn't the there when you went. Oh, I have a sore leg, I have a sore leg. And I said, that's fine if you have a sore leg, if you have a vest, but you didn't bring it with you, you didn't display it. And just because you have a sore leg doesn't mean you can park in a disabled parking space. Yeah, yeah. All people think that, oh, anything that you can, ju- you can just do with the whole time. Do you ever, have you ever rang the Gardaí to report a motorist? Yeah, all, all the time. But then by the time the guard actually gets there, they're gone. Because, you know, so the guards could be off doing, going to another scene or anything like that. So something more important, it takes them that bit longer. So they could take half an hour, 45 minutes. And sure, in that space of time, the car is gone and they can't do anything. Even if you take a picture and you show them, look, this car has been passing here. They, they can't do anything but until they physically see it themselves. I can see because it's one of those issues I have to say Sarah whenever we bring it up it, it annoys so many people so many yeah. people have views on it um, a number of people are raising the issue that always comes up it's family members using someone else's yeah. badge yeah. now how big a problem is that in reality? Well see you can't always tell who needs it now you can say you can because they can get out and they're fine walking but sure you don't know what kind of problems they have and you can't oh you can't see the person's face on the cars when you're driving when you're looking at it so you don't know if it is theirs, if it's the family members, but so you can't you can't really, you know, say to them, Look, oh, you're using someone else's badge, I can see that, because you don't. But yeah. do you do you believe that it is going on a lot that it oh, is? Oh been... I do, I yeah. do believe it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and if the family member can only use it if if the person with the disability is in the car with them. Is in the car, yeah. 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 Um, someone is saying, hey, Patricia, that uh, young girl you're talking with, a uh, young woman, Sarah, uh, she should park behind them and while she's getting into her chair, if the driver comes back, tell him, I'll be back in five minutes. 
<laughs> and then sail away and uh, they, they might soon cop on actually box somebody in but actually on that you got somebody boxed you in didn't they somebody blocked oh, you yeah, in oh someone blocked me in it was in uh, Blackpool shopping centre I was when that I was sitting in the car my boyfriend just went in the just went in to get something in shopping centre and I was in the car and so while he was coming back someone passed behind me and I kind of I was to open the window, I couldn't get out, and I was shouted out, and I said, "Excuse me, you're after black me, and can you just move somewhere else?" And she's like, "No, I'm not. I'll be back in a few minutes. You can hang on." And she was in a blink of an eye, she was gone. And Blackpool Shopping Centre has the bit has has a line of disabled parking spaces, don't they? They do, yeah, yeah. They're one of the better shopping centres for having disabled parking spaces. So, so. Madam decides to just park right behind your car. Right behind me, yeah, blocking me and I couldn't go anywhere. There was nothing I could do about it. I was sitting in the car, my wheelchair was in the boat. There was absolutely nothing I could do about it. And then she says, no, I won't move. I'll be out. I'll be back in a few minutes. Yeah, she says, no, sure, you're not going anywhere. How did she know I wasn't going anywhere? Oh, God, I'm dumbfounded. Yeah. And how long was she gone? About 10, 15 minutes, I'd say. You see, that's the other one, the people saying, oh, sure, I was only going to, I was only going to be a minute. That minute can be 10, 15 minutes very yeah. quickly. Yeah. Very quickly. That's crazy. Sarah, what do you believe are the possible solutions? I think there should be more traffic wardens or guards regularly patrolling the area and stuff. Hope it, well, I'd be hoping that that would make a difference. You don't know. I just find as well, you know, the way some parking bays, they have, some of them are blue and some of them are white. You mm. actually don't see many people parking in the blue ones. You're right. I think you're they right. Only, they park in the white ones the whole time because they're like, oh, sure, I didn't see it, I didn't see it. And like, you clearly can't see it because you see the sign. And but the blue ones, ones, you've no way of saying I didn't see the blue one. No, no, you've no way of saying no because it's bright. You see it right there. Now, you do get people that park in there, but not regularly, no. Not as much as you would on the one no, that just no. has, the, has the white symbol. Is it worse in the city than in the county towns, or is it the, the same no, in both? it's both. It's is the it? same in both, yeah, yeah. Someone says on WhatsApp, uh, tell that young woman to call the guards when this happens and keep calling them. You did? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, I have. I've called them a few times and they go, yeah, yeah, someone will be there now and... 10 minutes and sure, 45 minutes later they land on and the car is gone. And, and you out. having photographic evidence is of, is of no use to the guards, is it not? No, no, no. no, no, no. Someone else is saying, tell uh, Sarah, she should take a photograph of the, of the car that's parked in the disabled bay and share it on Facebook and yeah. ask, everybody, ask everybody else to share it. Would that not sort it out? I, I, I don't know, legally, are you in t- can you do that? Yes, you can do it, but it's not going to solve the issue. They're going to, they're going to still do it. Okay, say there, because Catherine in Ballyhay wants to get in on this uh, discussion. Good morning to Catherine. Good morning, Patricia. Now, Catherine, you also have one of these blue stickers for your car. I have a blue sticker, and my husband has one. We have one car. We actually have two blue stickers on our car. Okay. Right now, if we either of us got out of the car you would look at us and say there's nothing wrong with them, right? We don't, I don't normally carry a cane with me or um, I was 
a part-time wheelchair user for a while. But thank God I don't have to use it at the moment. My husband has a heart condition. And I'm just asking, please don't be judgmental of people who get out of cars that don't have um, limps or canes or chairs. But it can be a hidden disability. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, I'm not saying that, that that there isn't ever a hidden disability. I'm just saying that there has to be a badge on display. I've, ne- I've never gone up and given out to someone that looks perfect, but they have a badge. I've never once said, no, you're you're lying to me and all that. No, and I understand totally what you're saying. And uh, we have uh, suffered frustration uh, trying to pull into parking yeah. spaces and there have been cars inside there and vans inside mm-hmm. there with no blue stickers. And yeah. I totally identify with what you're saying. Yeah. But I just needed to make the point that because... Oh, no, I fully understand. And I completely know where you're coming from, that, I, that you would... Some people would come out and say, oh, no, sure, you and someone else's. There's nothing wrong. And people never know what's yes. going on in someone else's life. It actually happened to us one evening. We parked in the middle of Charleville there in the, um, by the pedestrian crossing. Yeah. And yeah. we were going over to meet friends in, at 6 o'clock in the evening. We were going over to meet friends in a pub across the road. Yeah. And we went in and... This man followed us in and came over and he said, what the hell is wrong with you? You're after parking in a wheelchair park. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And, he was, he, and Catherine, he was, what did you say? Did you? Did well, you? he actually spoke directly to Eamon and I, I was fuming and I just, um, uh, we, I took a few breaths and Eamon said, uh, would you mind going out and looking at the car, please? We both have... Um, Creatures are um, disability stickers. Mm-hmm. And did he apologise? No, he just walked away and had his point. Yeah. You know, so uh, it can be, I totally understand. Yeah. Um, oh, no, that, that's happened to me before where people have come up and accused me of lying as well when they're sitting in, seeing me sitting in the car, they come up going, oh, you're only using the badge for no reason and yeah. you're lying and all that. Well, of course, they can't see that you're you're a wheelchair user. I remember, I remember a mother a number of years ago asking people to be aware of hidden disabilities, and her daughter had, was an amputee and wasn't able to walk very long distances, and she yeah. got confronted by a truck driver, and the young girl was so embarrassed. She actually ended up showing this truck driver that she was an amputee, and oh, it was like, yeah, in the middle of the street, she was pulling up her trouser like to say, "Look, look, I've got a false leg," and the mother was saying she did not have to do that but she got so intimidated by this yes. guy yeah, so, that's what I'm saying like when you were saying that you know some people they do use their family members but one not saying they don't but like you don't know if they are they aren't you can never tell yeah, because no, Catherine, no. Catherine, you know, that that is an issue and that is a problem that people do use the badge well, when the family members, imagine. that is yeah. going on a lot. How yeah. we how we stop that, I don't know. But you're right, Catherine, to, uh, to make people aware of, of a hidden disability. Listen, thank you for of that. Uh, thank you for that, Catherine, because Stephen in County Kerry is kind of raising the very same point that Catherine is making. He said, mm-hmm. it's funny that you mentioned the disability parking thing on the programme today. It was only yesterday I was in Killarney when I saw a jeep pull into a disabled spot and a middle-aged couple get out and they walk away. I walked over and was between two minds whether to challenge them that they were parked in a disabled 
Disabled Bay until I looked on the windscreen to see that the disabled badge was on the dash. All I know is they appeared to be nothing disabled about the couple who got out and walked away. And they could be exactly the type of couple that Catherine is uh, speaking about. But Sarah, to get a disabled badge... Yeah. At one stage, there was criticism that doctors were giving them out too easily and we flooded the country with them. Is yeah. that is there, Are there too many? I think there is. Like, I know someone was saying to me the other day that people were giving them out to, say, someone that has an issue and all that, which they needed, they needed the badge because they couldn't walk long distance and then they ended up building up their energy and they were able to walk better over the years so they didn't need it and people still continue, you know, to use it even though they don't need it anymore. But sure, you know, what can you you do about that? They needed it at one point, they may need it again. Yeah, and we know family members who've passed away and people continue to use it until it runs out. Yeah, that happens too, yeah. yeah. People use it there, say their mother that needed it and now she passed away and, and the kids still use their badge. But there's just no way of telling if it is there's or not because, see, when you pull on the badge, you have to pull on one side where you just see the wheelchair sign, the date, and there's, like, a little number. But then on the other side is the person's face. But to that hidden, you can't see that because it's Do you... I can see somebody saying that we should be reversing the badges. You should be able to see I the photo. I think you should. I'll yeah. be honest, I really, really think you should because then there would be a way of telling if that is their badge or not. Well, I could walk up to your car, I'd yeah. see see your face, and yeah. if it isn't you, it's somebody else in your family or your friend is using it, I'd straight away yeah. be to say, well, that's not you on the badge. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's a way of properly confronting them, but sure, how can you confront someone if they're walking around perfectly, you see the badge, and you're there going, is it theirs, isn't it? And you're like, hmm, which one is it? Okay, a caller says, I constantly get stared at and I know lots of people who've come up to see if I have a badge on the car a lot. Uh, they don't realise that my 10-year-old has cystic fibrosis and cerebral palsy and that's the reason that we have the badge. But people are just looking at her, uh, the mother, as the driver and not realising that there's a child in the car who needs yeah, and she needs to... Well. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's it. And then someone else is saying, uh, Patricia, say where you're called are discussing the disabled base should not be using these spaces if she as the elected car card holder is not going into the shop herself. She mentioned that she was waiting in the car while her boyfriend went into the shop. That could have been the reason why a member of the public felt entitled to block her in. How do you answer that? No, because how did they tell that I wasn't getting out of the car? Yeah, the girl, yeah, the woman you confronted didn't I, know I, what I your was, plan was. I was literally, I was in the shop. I was there where if you know back to the shop, said, did you know McDonald's? He said, I was in McDonald's. And then I came back. And you were waiting. And, and he just said, oh, I must run in and get something quickly. You were waiting again, for yeah. him. You were waiting yeah. for him to come back. Yeah. yeah. Don't but be... Like, that makes no... Yeah. Yeah, people jumping in and making a judgment straight away. Yeah, uh, get yeah. Now, somebody says, get out the clamp. Clamp them. That's the only way. Uh, we need more people to be. Yeah, we need more people to be fined or more people to be clamped. I think that's. I think what a lot of people are saying is that the reason that it's so many people are complaining about people parked in disabled bays without the sticker is it's not being enforced. Yeah, and like to be fair, 
if I say if I was going out with my my nan or if I was going out with my boyfriend, if I was not getting out of the car at all, I would park somewhere else. I wouldn't use that space up because I'm not getting out. So like I don't need it. So I'd go off and I'd use another place. And there, and that's kind of what the rules state as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, hi, uh, Trish. If you go over to Dano Super Value in Mallow, there are wheelchair spaces right outside the door and everybody uses them just as normal parking spaces and you can see people parking there and just walking in. It really is maddening. And someone else says, I think if anyone is caught parking in a wheelchair space without the proper badge, €1,000 fine and no excuses. Would Sarah agree? Is is, fi- is fining the way to go? No, because people still tend to do it. I've seen people that they want those very rare times where a traffic warden or a guard would come up when the person is still there and they come up and they fine. But then, about two weeks later, I can see the exact same person still there. And you'd be like, was, that, was taking your money not enough for you to not park there anymore? It's ridiculous. Yeah, Isha saying the badge isn't just for people with a physical disability. It, oh, I know. It can be, there's hidden disabilities also. It can be a person who's visually impaired. Well, a visual impairment is, is a physical disability. Um, yeah, I, and, I'm and not and trying that, oh, to no. upset okay. anyone. And I can see, it. but I can see now the point that Isha's trying to make is, yeah. this is on us saying that reverse the card and let the picture a picture yeah. be shown. Eat is saying that if it is somebody like she's citing somebody who's visually impaired, it's their picture will be on the badge, not yeah. the driver. So it won't always be the same. Yeah, but the person who's driving the car, Isha, shouldn't be using that badge unless the person with the visual impair- impairment is in the car with them. So yes, it's, a, it's just saying that, look, it doesn't matter if they're the passenger, if they're the driver, if they're the child, whatever. Once they're, they're in, in the, the car. Person, yeah. Once they're in the car, that's fine. It's once they're in the car. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. I I'm, can try, s- I'm not trying to upset anyone. I, and you're not, no, no, you're not upsetting anyone. And I can see so many people saying, well done to that young woman. She really is very brave and we need more enforcement other people are saying clamping people are coming out clamping and up the fines and we need the Gardaí and traffic wardens to catch more people that that is the solution and I understand that people are saying that oh at that time when that woman blocked me in that oh I should have got out of the car but I did get out of the car I was out of the car I just got in that moment and my boyfriend I said he just needed to go to the bathroom it's like, oh, wait, before we leave, we're going to we're going to drive back down to West Cork. I must go in. And you don't you don't have to justify why you're waiting for your boyfriend. Do you know what I mean? I'm, anyone, but anyone, that's what I feel like but, I feel like I yeah. justify myself to everyone. But you don't, because how often have have able-bodied people go out and you're just about to pull out of the parking space? Oh, I need to go to the loo, and someone runs in. Oh, I need to get something at the shop. You know, loads of people do that. So you've nothing at all, nothing yeah. at all to justify. Come here, listen. How's the beauty salon going? It's great. Is it? I'm Because that was going to be my next question. Did the bosses ever materialise? <laughs> no. No. All no, right, no, listen, no. we will talk again, uh, Sarah. You're, you're, you're always so positive and you are fantastic. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. And uh, I hope the next time I'll have a bus. Yeah, that would be great. That would be terrific news. Listen, God bless and mind yourself. Thank you so Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. That is uh, Sarah Delay. Court today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Open seven days for smokeless coal, turf, kiln dried wood, and gas. Low cost fuel. 
The C103 Cork Diary is a free service to help non-profit organisations all over Cork. So, if you're a community group or a charity that's holding a fundraising event or meeting, send us the details at least one week in advance and we'll tell Cork all about it. Email info at c103.ie. The Cork Diary. With Cork County Council. Supporting businesses. Supporting communities. Serving Cork. Visit corkcoco.ie. C103. And my apologies, I overran with uh, Sarah. She's uh, just such a great, great young woman. You know, she's a wheelchair user. She's up against it as it is and to set up as a as a beauty, she's a, she's a beautician and she's her own little business going and, you know, life can be so hard for her. I just think she's very brave the way she confronts people and I know, I don't think she's upset anyone but I know some people are saying about hidden disabilities and we need to be aware of that and we are very much aware of hidden disabilities as well. Now I've overrun it. Court today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Call and collect or get seven day delivery for those cosy nights in. Lowcostfuel.ie You're listening to Cork Today on Replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. Let me update you on calls that we're getting in and confirmation of trees down. There is reports of an ESB pole and wires down at the old Kelleher's garage near the entrance to Coleman's Park in McCroom. Be very, very careful of any fallen ESB wires because they could still be live. So please be very careful. And I'm assuming ESB networks have been contacted and be made aware about that particular incident. There's reports of a tree down between Dripsy and Inniscarra. Tree down between Canturk and Lascarrow. The tree is being held up by power phone lines. There's a tree down on the Link Road heading towards Kinsale Road roundabout. There's a tree down northbound between Mitchellstown and Limerick. That's just before Ballylanders. And the update on electricity outages now. They're in Clonakilty. Timaleague and in Canturk and a tree is partially blocking the road on the bend heading towards Newbury from Mallow but you need to be careful as it's the bend near the Newbury railway gates so please be careful there and there's a tree down from Anne's Grove on the Ansgrove to Castletown Roach Road. There's also delays in Balancholic because the fire crews are dealing with an incident where part of a roof has blown off a commercial building. And there's a large trampoline on the road near the Crossroads Bar on the Butterfront to Churchtown Road. Now, when I saw this first, it kind of made me smile. And then I read, I mean, those large trampolines, when they take flight the damage that they can do. So it really isn't a laughing matter. But if you're driving along a road and suddenly you discover a large trampoline sitting in the middle of the road, so be careful. That report was in, uh, in near the Crossroads Bar on the bottom to Churchtown Road. There's a tree down just outside of Five Mile Bridge that's heading towards Kinsale. There's a tree down between Inishannon and Bandon. Now I'm told it's blocking the road. And obviously if it's blocking the road, it's blocking access to West Cork. Um, I'm assuming that they're out trying to get that one sorted because that that will cause massive delays if they don't clear that off the road. There's a tree down on the Kilbritton Road as you come off the Bandon Bypass. Debris from a roof is coming down on South Main Street in Yall. You need to be so careful if you're heading out anywhere today. And power outages now confirmed in Court McSherry in Glamworth and in Fremont. Okay, thank you to John Paul uh, for all of those updates. Also coming in by WhatsApp into me, someone was on to say 
There is somebody wants to know, do you know if schools in Yall are open today? We have reports of no schools closed because bearing in mind the worst of the weather seems to be hitting us now. They're saying now we're kind of under the eye of the storm from now from 11 until possibly one could even go out as far as two o'clock. So this morning while the commute to school this morning was busy it certainly wasn't as windy or there wasn't as heavy rain as we have now so I'm assuming all schools have opened and hopefully while all of the children are in school the worst of the weather will have passed over and then when it's time for them to go home uh, we should be, well still have stormy conditions but nothing as bad as it is at the moment. Hi, there is a tree down between Inishannon and Bandon blocking as you're travelling from Inishannon to Bandon on the straight stretch of road near the walk way car park. Okay, obviously that's the one that I was talking about that's blocking the access to uh, West Cork. Thank you for someone WhatsApping that to 086 2103103. And just staying on the conditions today, a texter, this is a lengthy WhatsApp in to say, hi Patricia, I am fuming here today as I look out at this storm, Brendan. The reason for my anger is I applied for a felling licence for my plantation of trees last February 2019, nearly one year ago. And I look out of the forestry getting battered by today's high winds, which puts my investment under high risk as these trees are over 20 metres high, 28 years growing on a clay type soil, which is barely holding them in the ground today. What in the name of God are the Department of Forestry doing with these felling applications? I have had no direct contact from the felling department. I myself have contacted them on numerous times only to be told, oh, it's with the archaeologist. And then when I call back, oh, it's with the ecologist. And none of these people get back to me to inform what is going on. I am told that the entire forestry section is in crisis because of these crazy long delays. Could you raise this issue, please, on your programme? Kind regards, and that is from John. Now, that's an issue that I haven't heard about before, but I put it out there because John reckons he's not on his own. It seems a crazy period of time to be waiting. It'll be almost a year and a couple of weeks' time since John first applied for his felling licence and a year on, he's got to sit and watch Storm Brendan attack his trees and that's really his forestry is under attack and he could lose some of the trees which will be felled and damaged today which is really, really uh, shameful. If anyone can let us know why that is going on or are there many others like John in that same situation that you put investment into trees 28 years on trees are ready for felling and John can't get the felling licence. If anyone wants to update us on that I would be interested to hear from people please 1850 Let me go back to the blue badges that we've got a lot of commentary in. Hi Patricia I was entitled to use a disability badge for many years as my husband was a wheelchair user I regularly noticed drivers using the disabled space while the disabled car holder stayed in the car. The photo printed on the badge should be displayed at all times, thus avoiding any incorrect identification by the authorities and the public. This should not be an issue for the driver if the badge is being used illegally. Yeah, and you're well within your rights to be able to do that. If somebody is, I mean, if you've got the disabled person with you and you're going in 
do you park in the disabled space or not? I know Sarah said that what she would do if she was driving her boyfriend, who obviously isn't disabled, if she was driving him someplace and he was the one going in to get the message, he was the one popping into the shops, she wouldn't use the disabled bay. It's only when she's actually getting out of the car that she used the, the, the disabled bay. So I don't know in that particular case if are you right or wrong to do that if you're driving and you have the person who is the disabled card holder if they're sitting in the car you are technically entitled are you technically entitled to park in a disabled space even though that person isn't getting out that's a kind of a grey enough area I would be thinking you should be in a normal space you leave the person in the car and then you go off and do whatever you need to do and come back that really you want to use that space if that person is getting out of the car because the idea of those spaces they're extra wide to allow for wheelchair users so they can put the door open get their wheelchair out or the back you know they need space at the back if it's a motorised wheelchair for example that's the reason that they are extra wide they're not extra wide just for the the, the sake of it uh, but that's yeah I don't quite know what's what's the right and the wrong there if the disabled car holder stays in the car are you still okay to park in a disabled space I would think not for sure thank you for your text to 0862 103 103 Mary says Patricia just a comment on parking in disabled space on one occasion, says Mary, think, she says I was in Mitchellstown. It was late at night, very dark. And I drove into a space and just by the lights of the car, I thought I saw a faint mark on the road displaying a disabled spot. But I couldn't be sure as it was dark. So I reversed out and said, won't take the chance. And I found another spot instead. Sometimes the lines and the parking spots can be quite faded. And they can't be seen distinctly particularly at night. No excuse, by the way, for people parking during daylight hours from area where you would be able to see it. Well, well done to you. You know, you could have just stayed there and, and left it and then said, no, I didn't know, I couldn't see it. But you know, And you probably would have got away with it by saying it couldn't be seen properly as it was dark. But you didn't. You weren't going to leave the car there in case somebody needed that disabled spot. I thought that was a good possible solution raised by young Sarah when she said paint all of them blue. You know, the way some of them are blue and the actual full spot is painted blue and then in white you'll have the wheelchair sign but others just have the wheelchair sign and they can if they're there a long time they can become quite faded so I think that would be a good certainly a possible solution not the not the absolute solution but anything that can help absolutely anything that can help listen to your discussion on disabled parking says Sandy does anybody realise that we simply need more parking spaces and anyone who's found misusing them needs to get up to six points on their licence the same should apply to charging points for electric cars even though what the, we need more of them I'm assuming is what Sandy is saying even though Sandy not a fan of them due Sandy says to pollution generated in the battery production I think hydrogen is the way forward. Cleaner and the byproduct is water, not carbon monoxide and oil and coal pollution, which occurs in spades in China. But it affects the universe, says Sandy. Staying on disabled bays, Aldi in Mallow is another shop that people use the disabled bays and you can clearly see they're not disabled. The sister said, I've noticed it is usually members of the travelling community and nobody will say anything to them because they're afraid of them. 
And you see, Aldi would be a private car parking that it belongs to, to Aldi. It's the same when somebody mentioned super value and the people were abusing the parking spaces there. So I don't even think the guard, the our traffic warden can't go in. It's up to the individual stores if they have their own traffic warden in place to move somebody on. They certainly can't be fined. The guardy and the traffic wardens can only get involved when they're in a public car park or when they're out on, on the public on the public streets. When it's in a private one, it's a, it's a completely different kettle of fish. 1850-333-103. Keep your texts coming. I can see texts coming in for Annalise. Keep those coming, please, because Annalise will, Dussel, will be joining us later on on the programme and she'll be answering all of your questions. Uh, questions you can keep those uh, coming okay there are still more texts coming in on the disabled bays it makes me so mad when people park in disabled spaces where are the guards it's been done right outside the guard the station in Mill Street and nothing seems to happen and just as a matter of interest and a question please can a person with a disability card park in the space for the whole day when they get the bus to Cork it doesn't seem fair to other users Technically, they can. It, and I see, I can see the point you're making as well. If there's a limited number of disabled spaces, it would seem unfair if somebody with a disability was leaving their car there all day. But if the person with the disability needed to park there in order to access the bus, then it's not quite their fault. They could argue that there just isn't enough disabled spaces. I would like to think that very few people with a disability would do that because they would know and appreciate how important those spaces are. For example, somebody like Sarah who spoke to us, I could never see her using a disabled space and then getting on a bus or a train and taking off for the day and leaving that space then used for the entire day. Uh, So I would be, I would be really taken aback to see if there was, as long as there was other spaces available for them to park their cars, I would find it quite unusual that somebody with a disability would do that. But that's not to say that it doesn't happen. Hi, Patricia. In Canturk, it's a huge problem with family members of the permit holders parking for hours at a time in a wheelchair space and not even having the person with a disability with them. It's the same in college, open days, in hospitals, at fairs and town festivals. It is so hard to get a wheelchair user out of a car in a normal parking space because the space is simply too small and you can't open the door fully. People are certainly abusing the system. I think the permit should have to be displayed with the picture faced out as people are brazen and they've no thought for others, especially when it's raining. And then you have to see wheelchair users having to wheel themselves up the entire town to simply go to the post office because somebody else is parked in their space. Very, very annoying indeed. Uh, thank you for that to 0862. 103103. Okay, John Paul taking your calls 1850 333 C103 Jobs. With Hewitt College, now enrolling for full time fifth and sixth year and repeat leaving cert programs. Your success is built on their experience. See HewittCollege.ie. An experienced plasterer is wanted to work on a housing product. You need to own your own tools. The signage department at Mallow Printworks, they're looking for a full-time operative for finishing and fitting all signage and vehicle graphics. While a baker's assistant is wanted for a full-time position, that's in the Canturk area, and a kitchen assistant is wanted for a full-time position at Araglin House Nursing Home, that's in Boherbui. 
You'll find all the details and more job opportunities by going online now. Just go to c103.ie forward slash jobs for more. This is C103. Court today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Smokeless coal, turf, gas and kiln dried wood. Open late seven days. Lowcostfuel.ie Just uh, very quickly, just a couple of uh, updates for you. The We've been mentioning that there's power outages in Clonakilty because of that. I'm told the AIB Bank, TSB Bank and the Post Offices are all closed because of the power outages. There's debris from a roof coming down on South Main Street in Yall. Please be careful. Um, I've mentioned those power outages. There's a power outage in Glamworth and Fremont uh, and there's a trampoline loose on the Wilton Road. You really need to watch those trampolines. And there's uh, another tree down on the Fomoy to Glanworth Road. And Kionath O'Sullivan from Clonakilty was on to say, could you please ask people to bring in their bins that they left out for collection this morning? They've been blown all over the place. West Cork really seem to be in the eye of Storm Brendan at the moment. Some have already been collected, says Kionath, but others have not. And their contents are now being emptied and blown all over the road. So Kionath's advice is regardless of whether they're full or empty, they're a danger to traffic. Can you take your bins in, please? And there is a gutter after falling off a building in Bantry. It's over the barber's shop and it's from all the heavy rain. Uh, but the texter said, could you be careful as some of the gutter is still hanging on the buildings that's about to come down. So you've got to be very careful whether you're out walking or if you're out driving. Please be very mindful of what's going on around you, particularly the amount of debris. If you can update us, let us know. You can call John Paul when it's safe, obviously, to 1850-333-103. Text or WhatsApp 0862. 103 103. Now, last Friday, listeners reacted with shock to a piece that I did with Anne Murphy from the Echo newspaper, who told us about the landlord who was offering a rent free flat in Cork City in return for sex twice a week. Solidarity People Before Profit TD Deputy Mick Barry joins me with his reaction to this story. Good morning to you Mick. Uh, good morning to you Patricia. Happy um, New Year. Uh, many happy returns. Were you shocked when you heard this story? Uh, I wasn't um, because uh, I was aware that this type of stuff goes on. Um, myself and my colleague Deputy Ruth Coppinger uh, raised a similar case um, in the Dáil and in the Oireachtas Housing Committee um, earlier, before Christmas. Uh, and when we did so, we got Facebook messages and tweets and that from all around the country, uh, people reporting uh, that this is not as uncommon as you might think. Uh, so I was aware that it happened in Cork, and in that case, in that sense, I wasn't shocked, but at the same time, um, no matter how aware you are of these situations, uh, when you hear a new case, uh, I mean, it's vile really, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, and I would be worried, particularly hearing what you have to say there, that there's more of this going on and people are just not reporting it, that people are in such vulnerable positions, they need a roof over their head. Well, there is more of it. I mean, even over the weekend, since you discussed the case with Anne Murphy, uh, she has reported on a number of other cases. Apparently, she went on uh, an online advertising site over the weekend. Uh, and there was two cases. Uh, I think one of them uh, was from the East Cork area, possibly both. Uh, one being quite explicit and the other one saying 
that they wanted a female tenant who was uh, open-minded, so you can read into that uh, what you want. Um, Is it illegal? It's a grey area, uh, Patricia. Um, it's a grey area. Uh, uh, but I think in some cases uh, it actually is. So say, for example, um, uh, the case of the landlord who said sex twice a week uh, for the room and uh, that's your rent. Um, the point was raised on another radio station the other day that it was between consenting adults, but there was no consenting adults when the ad was placed in the first place. Uh, and I think that that may well be illegal under the Sexual Offences Act. Uh, and I note over the weekend that uh, personnel from the Rape Crisis Networks, including Nolene Blackwell in Dublin, who's very well up on the legalities, yeah. says that it is, in fact, uh, uh, illegal. Uh, so it, it certainly should be tested. The law should be tested in relation to this. Having said that, right, uh, for me, while there is a legal angle to this, um, the key point, the key point for me, is that you've always had a power imbalance between landlords on the one hand and tenants on the other. But that power imbalance has been exacerbated greatly by the housing crisis and by the government's inaction on the housing crisis. And now you've got tenants, particularly women, in very vulnerable uh, situations. And this is probably just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, that's that would be my real fear. And that, I, you know, and I don't know what the solution is. I mean, do we encourage people who are aware of cases like this or who it is put to them that instead of paying rent, there will be some favourable services? Should they report? And who do they report to? Well, there's three things here. Um, uh, where you have uh, ads like this, I think uh, they should be reported to the guards. Of course, you'll have situations in, uh, where, where people are tenants and landlords try it on with them, and it may be very difficult for them to go to the guards because. Um, yeah, but if somebody, they, they, if somebody gets into difficulty with their rent, and I think that was the case that you and Ruth Coppinger raised, wasn't it? It wasn't as as bold as somebody advertising it up front, uh, where you could say, "Well, it was consenting adults." Somebody knew what they were getting involved in. Was was it you? Was it was it you guys highlighted the case of somebody who got into trouble with the rent, and the landlord said, "Oh, we'll come, we'll come to an arrangement." Yeah, she wasn't in trouble with her rent as such. What happened was that uh, she was sharing a space with another person and the other person decided to um, take on a new job in another country. So she offered the landlord half the rent uh, and the landlord wouldn't accept the half a rent. Uh, she wasn't in a position to get another tenant in because it was a one-room apartment. And the landlord said, look, just pay what you've been paying all along uh, if uh, maybe some other uh, maybe there, there's some extras uh, come into it. In oh terms God. of what can be done, right? Uh, I would encourage anyone in this situation uh, to uh, highlight the issue, highlight the issue publicly, speak out on the issue, right? Uh, if you have to do that anonymously uh, because you get evicted, well then do it anonymously, but highlight the issue. And the other thing that needs to be done, and this is, this is the key point, uh, in my view, uh, Patricia, the other thing that needs to be done is that growing power imbalance between landlords and tenants needs to be addressed. And the way it can be addressed, three very specific things that could be done. Number one, there should be legislation introduced which bans evictions into homelessness. Okay? Second thing that should be done is there should be uh, real rent controls introduced. At the very least a rent freeze like they've introduced in Berlin for the next five years. If not, 
actually cutting rents. And last but not least, there needs to be social and affordable housing built on a major scale, and we need a government who's prepared to do that, rather than uh, the uh, current position where it's all uh, lip service. Give tenants a real alternative to going into the private rented sector and having a landlord who's a creep. Yeah, and vulnerable, younger, and it's not always young, but it's, it's young, vulnerable female tenants who are the ones who are really at risk. OK, listen, Mick, we have you on the line. Just There's a couple of other things that, that I want to uh, chat to you about. You, I saw on Friday you became the spokesperson for the workers for the Blarney Golf Resort. Now, when I was on air on Friday, we were talking about the workers who were fearful for their jobs and they were being called to a meeting. And then I discovered late on Friday that the owner didn't show up to that meeting? Well just to clarify I'm not the spokesperson for the workers the workers had a meeting on Friday I was invited to attend the meeting I was happy to do that and they asked me to um, basically read a statement that they had drawn up to the media afterwards but they'll be appointing their own media spokesperson I'm I'm not in in that in any official capacity. Okay. To to get to the key point. Yes uh, um, I mean your listeners are well aware as to what the story is in uh, 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 Blarney there uh, and uh, the workers uh, were due to have a meeting with their employer on the Friday morning and they learned on Thursday evening quite late on Thursday evening that the employer would not be attending the meeting uh, which was um, you know I mean uh, people were very disappointed in relation to that I thought it was a very uh, shoddy way that the workers were being uh, treated but in fairness to them they decided um, to to go ahead and to meet among themselves. So they are now um, operating as a united group, uh, the workers on the golf course, the workers in the leisure centre, the workers in the hotel, there's about 80 of them in all. They have requested a meeting uh, with the uh, uh, owner and they have elected a a committee uh, to run their campaign, which is to get a meeting with the owner and also to to make sure that justice is done for uh, the workers in the, uh, the golf course. Okay, and then on another uh, topic, you were at the meeting last Saturday in the Commons Inn for the families who have loved ones buried at St. Catherine's Cemetery in Kilcully. We had a huge reaction uh, to outpouring of support, uh, Mick, uh, for people last week. How did that meeting go and what came out of that meeting? Uh, Well, it was a well-attended meeting. Uh, There was over 100 people uh, in attendance. Uh, That included uh, the families of people whose graves were desecrated. Um, it included people whose loved ones' graves were not desecrated, but they're in fear that that uh, uh, may happen. Uh, I think there was a mood of disgust uh, at the meeting and also a mood that uh, things now need to be done. Uh, I don't think people were happy about the fact that the uh, guards were not present at the meeting, and I don't think people were too happy about the fact that the council were not present at uh, uh, the meeting. Uh, was that all councillors? I, I thought I saw councillors present. Was, was yeah, sorry, Thomas I should, Gould? I should, I should clarify that. There, there were many councillors present at the meeting. In fact, there was more than half a dozen councillors okay. uh, present at the meeting and at the top table. And they had done uh, work over the last few days trying to clarify the, the position and get information for people. What I mean is that the council management all right, okay. were not okay. in attendance at the meeting. And um, the point was raised that if the council didn't come to the people, the people should go to the council, and that is precisely what is happening this evening. Uh, the people are gathering outside City Hall at five o'clock, going into the public gallery, and uh, support of councillors are putting forward a motion 
to the effect that standing orders would be uh, suspended and that there would be a special debate about the situation there and that the council, who I think have in large measure been trying to wash their hands of the situation over the last week, but that uh, situation would now end. And I know there's a, there's a GoFundMe page that's been set up and there's a fundraising campaign to try to raise the, raise the money because, I mean, up to €16,000 worth of damage was done. And I know last week we heard, like some of the families, bless their hearts, are still paying off the credit union for the original headstone, which is, which is really shocking. And there are other families just don't have the money. Some of these headstones are damaged beyond repair. Some of them, you will be able to repair them, so it might not cost as much but but there shouldn't be any cost to the family so it's good to see the, that fundraising goes on but we have to make sure Mick that this stops and never happens again don't we? Absolutely uh, there needs to be uh, uh, proper security uh, in that graveyard 24-7 the, the idea was raised about following the European example and closing the graveyard at night mm. but I think that while there may have been some differing opinions on that I think my sense of it was that the mood of the overwhelming majority of people at the meeting was that people have a right to uh, uh, visit the gravestones of their uh, and the burial places of their loved ones when they feel the time is right for them and there needs to be um, proper security uh, on, uh, at uh, St. Catherine's in Kilconey on a 24-7 basis. So hopefully the meeting tonight will uh, push that agenda forward. Cork City Council is saying they cannot accept responsibility for damage to private property. Do you think that they should pay towards the cost of the repairs? Um, I think Cork City Council, um, uh, their argument is that um, uh, the burial plots have been purchased by people are private property. Mm. But the graveyard itself uh, is uh, owned and run by the council. Uh, and there's no insurance uh, in relation to uh, the graveyard and the burial plots. So Cork City Council certainly uh, have uh, some responsibilities here. Uh, and I think that if Cork City Council don't pay uh, in full for the repairs, they cer- they certainly should be prepared to match the... Uh, hello? Yeah, I'm here, yeah. I thought I lost yeah. it. No, they no. Certainly, they certainly should be prepared to uh, match the donations that uh, uh, the public and that the uh, councillors are making. Okay, and I know that GoFundMe campaign is, is going to be posted up on the Kilcully Community Action uh, group page on Facebook and as soon as we have uh, details of it, we'll certainly post it up on our Facebook page as well. Okay, um, Mick, we leave it there. Before we go, 7th of February for general election? Well, we'll be ready whether it's the 7th of February or whether it's the 14th of February. In reality, the election campaign is on now. Uh, Patricia, uh, I mean, it might not be officially declared until Wednesday or Thursday, but uh, I think it's basically on now and we'll be fighting very, very hard here in Cork North Central to uh, defend and to hold on to uh, a seat for, um, um, you know, the, 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 the kind of politics that we saw in the, uh, the water charges campaign and in the campaign on Leaside Apartments, People Power Working Class campaign. OK, and thank God with the way the weather is, there isn't any posters up on poles because a lot of them would be down with the way the wind is blowing today. Listen, Mick, stay safe on a day like today and thank you for that. Thanks, and uh, thanks, thanks for joining us. That is uh, Deputy Mick Barry. Um, and by the way, and I have a package, which I think I'm going, am I doing it next? I don't know. I'll check with John Paul. Uh, Fiona Corcoran went along to that meeting of the Kilcully for the people affected by the St. Catherine Cemetery in Kilcully. She's put a really good package together where she spoke with some of the people. Uh, and I'll be bringing you that in a couple of minutes. But I've just seen a WhatsApp in to say literally this has just happened now and thank you to the person who sent on a picture. The road is blocked and this listener puts in big capital letters again just now on the Skibbereen to League Road. This tree has literally just fallen and whoever took that picture I'm assuming took it from 
from their car. Why, by God, weren't you lucky? You were just seconds away from that tree. Could have landed on top of your drive with care. That's on the Skibbereen to Drimaleague Road. 1850-333-103. Jump Hall taking your calls. Text or WhatsApp 0862-103-103. Cork today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel & Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Open seven days for smokeless coal, turf, kiln-dried wood and gas. Lowcostfuel.ie. So, you've got a smartphone or tablet. Then, get the must-have app so you can take us everywhere. Download the C103 app today and listen to your favourite shows on the go. Grab our podcasts and all the latest Cork news. And if you've a smart speaker, ask it to play C103. Play C103. Okay. On your phone. Tablet. Smart speaker. And radio. Turn up the volume. We are C103. Now there is heavy rain with hail and sleet falling in Bantry in the last 20 minutes. We're getting reports of gusts of up to 133 kilometres per hour in Goline with 116 kilometres in Yall. Uh, Tree down on the N72 from Moy to Ballyhooley. There's a tree down in Mallow to Killarney. That's just outside of Mallow Town. And a report of a tree down on the N22 that is between between Ovens Bar and Casey's Road. Please drive with extreme care. As we know, Met Aaron have issued a level orange weather warning for Storm Brendan and that remains in place. Let's go to Met Aaron where Siobhan Ryan uh, joins me from Met.ie. Uh, good morning to you, Siobhan. Good morning. And what is a very busy day for you, so we appreciate yeah. you taking our calls. Okay, so where are we at at the moment with the t- coming up to 12 midday? Yeah, well, the winds are peaking right at this moment in time in your neck of the woods obviously you can hear there that the wind is very wild. We, wild. we have the orange warning out. It's countrywide. Um, and the warning will remain in operation, that orange, up until three this afternoon for the Cork region, for the Midlands, the east as well. And obviously we have an orange out for other parts of the country, but that is the winds, um, that, that'll be a little bit longer. The winds will continue in over the parts of the west and northwest up until 2100 hours um, tonight. So really the emphasis of today's weather will be the violent, you know, there's extremely windy um, core of southerly winds at this moment in time and it's going to stay windy right into this afternoon and this evening as well. Um, obviously, a, as you know, there's been reports of hail and as you say, some sleet there, but it's, it's really good. There's, there's nasty enough hail out there as well and there's a squall line currently moving in across Cork. So it is very, very, very gusty as well. So severe damaging gusts and um, um, long coasts of Ireland, all coasts actually are at risk now of um, coastal flooding as due to a combination of factors. So um, a lot of weather out there today. So really, I would urge people to be extra vigilant and take extra caution. And obviously, the winds are peaking now. So the next couple of hours in Cork, just to play, you have to be extra, extra careful. And then when those winds die down a little bit, you're saying from about mm-hmm. three o'clock, it'll, mm-hmm. it'll still be quite windy then for the rest of the ah, day. Yeah, no, still, there's still, it'll still be blustery, but we're probably down into the yellow at that point. But, you know, there, there's certainly orange and we have a red marine warning out of them at this moment in time. So at sea, we do have violent um, storm force winds and we have orange in land, but we have um, some severe gusts right at the coast as well, as you know, up to 130, just in excess um, along coasts of Ireland as well. So um, right at the coast is where, you know, the conditions are at their most extreme. But even inland, those, that, those cork, I mean, in a southerly um, cork is really very exposed. So um, even inland, those winds are really packing a punch. 
Yeah, because I know we mentioned earlier that Cork County Councillor were, stay, were saying stay high, stay dry and stay away from the coast. Absolutely. Nobody yes. out even there exposed, taking photographs. Even exposed areas, if you know, mountainous regions, if you know what I mean, there, they'll be prone as well. Yeah, exactly. Keep away from the sea, obviously, as we know. Yeah, we okay. well know that. Yeah. We appreciate that, Siobhan. No, no, we'll let you get back to it. Thanks yeah, a million. Bye-bye. Okay. Siobhan Ryan there joining us from net.ie. Please be very careful. There is a tree down on the Cloyne to Scariff Road. It's only passable at one side of the road. Now, as we heard earlier, there's cladder falling off a roof in Balancholic and this is due to the high winds. Well, Gerrime is with the fire brigade in Balancholic and he spoke to our reporter Fiona Corcoran in the last couple of minutes about that cladder falling off that roof. So currently, as you can see from behind us, there's the Trade House Central Bar. There's a section of cladding after being lifted by the strong gusts and um, because there's no access and high winds at the moment, we're closing off the main street for a public concern, just as a public safety. Um, we have engineers here, we have uh, builders here, but it's just too dangerous at present to go up onto the roof and deal with it. Um, so we're just uh, cordoning the area and making everything safe. Have signs fallen off the building adjacent to it? Um, we haven't seen signs. There was a little bit of cladding all right, over a door that also lifted. Um, once one section of the building started lifting, it obviously the wind got up under a few other bits and there are small other bits uh, lifting off the building at the moment. Any idea how long the road will be closed for? Um, we're currently keeping it closed until the winds abate and that it's safe to go up and remove the cladding. And having listened to Siobhan Ryan there from met.ie, I'm assuming that's going to be at least until three o'clock uh, this afternoon. OK, that is Ger Ryan Fire Brigade in Balancholic speaking to our reporter Fiona Corcoran. Thank you, Fiona, for that. And somebody else is saying that the main street in Balancholic is closed due to the falling uh, debris. That's the, the same uh, piece near the Trade House Central in both directions. So keep well, well, you won't be able to get near the main street in Balancholic because it is closed. You just need to be very, very careful. And Heidi says, Patricia, in this weather, people tailgating and then overtaking on the Marsh Road in Skibbereen, heads need testing. There's tricky driving conditions out there, so everybody just needs to slow it down. You know, we're not, I mean, I would be saying we we'll make the journey only if it's absolutely necessary, particularly from now until three o'clock. The winds will die back from three o'clock. Now, that doesn't mean that it's going to, the sun is going to come out. We're going to have wonderful weather, but certainly we're now at the, the peak of it, the worst of it. And in West Cork, certainly along the coast, uh, is where the highest winds are. And from now until at least three o'clock this afternoon, and then it will revert from an orange, level orange weather warning uh, down to a a yellow one which is to make for tri- tri- tricky conditions but not, a bad, not as bad as it has been. Let me just give you a quick update on some of the ones just in case you missed some of the ones that we had in earlier. Let me go back and see. I'm assuming most of these are still uh, uh, applicable. They, I keep getting texts and calls in about people get rid of your dustbins can you move your dustbins in please the amount of cars that are driving along and next to a wheelie bin is flying up in front of them uh, so if you if you put a bin out this morning and it's empty particularly if it's emptied it's very light get it in but Kenneth O'Sullivan in Clannacilty was telling us they've been collection day today that he was saying even some of the full bins were getting blown all over the place and of course then the contents 
of the bins are being blown out of those So get your bins in, your trampolines. Uh, hopefully people would have tried to tie them down yesterday. Obviously not everybody managed to do that because we are getting reports in of trampolines around the place uh, as well. Donnerell Park and the Photo Gardens and Wildlife, obviously they're all closed uh, due to the high winds. There's a tree down on the Inner Shannon to Kilmac Simon Road and the road is uh, blocked tree down on Upper Castle Road in Bandon. That's as you're heading towards Castle Bernard. There's a tree down on the Mallow side of Charleville. There is a tree down between Dripsy and Inniscarra, between Canturk and Liscaro. There is a tree down on the Link Road heading towards the Kinsale Road roundabout and a tree down northbound between Mitchestown and Limerick just before Ballylanders. And we're getting a number of reports of electricity power outages. We'll try and get those updated. You're listening to Cork Today on replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. Thank you for your calls and comments continuing to come in to the programme. Somebody's saying that the conditions are improving in the Bantry area now. Comes in from a Bantry listener. Thank you for that. And John Paul, I think it's windy.com, which is an excellent website where you can actually track what's happening weather-wise. And it does seem to be abating a little bit. That's not to say the conditions are perfect down the West Cork area, but it seems to be improving a little bit. But East Cork really seems to be getting it at the moment and Tom says Patricia we now have thunder and lightning and hailstones in Formoy some of the showers when they come are unreal real like squally showers and in fairness that has been forecast as well and electricity is back in the Lavalley area of Mallow says the listener a big shout out to the ESB workers I'm even surprised that they're out working in those conditions but they are and think of those guys today I don't know if there's gals as well I think they're mainly guys the um, the work that they have to do in the most atrocious of conditions so stay safe folks and they do the very best that they can to have everybody back electricity restored as quickly as possible they really are uh, fantastic uh, people and the cancellations if you know of anything that's going to be cancelled because even though the worst of this weather is going to be gone by three o'clock and the orange weather warning will be gone but it gets replaced with the yellow weather warning so don't know how many people are going to want to be heading out this evening because it's still going to be a miserable miserable all day so I think people are starting to make decisions about cancelling events that may have been planned for tonight so if you know of any event that has been cancelled let us know. Thank you to Mary Lonigan, the PRO for the MS Society in Formoy to say they've taken the decision to cancel their meeting for tonight. They've rescheduled it instead for the 20th of January. Many thanks, says Mary Lonigan, whose advice to everyone is to say stay safe and that really is what it is all about. And talking of staying safe, Dan in Mallow sent me on photographs to prove what he is talking about and it's photographs taken from just just outside of Mallow as you approach the main roundabout at Annabella in Mallow. Say, hi Patricia, could you ask Cork County Council, particularly the Health and Safety Department, why they have men driving dumper trucks up and down the Cork Mallow Road during Storm Brendan? They, should, they surely are well aware of the orange alert. Well, they are because County Council are issuing warnings about the orange alert. Surely, says Dan, it's unsafe and somewhat inhumane to have these guys out on a public road on top of a three-tonne, four-wheel drive dumpers 
driving in 120 kilometre gusts. The man in the photograph couldn't even open his eyes fully to see where he was driving because of the wind and the rain and the hail coming against him. This is just before the roundabout in Mallow. What's the big panic with all of these works? Is it worth the risk to the drivers, to the workers and to the public that are on these roads? It's absolutely, surely it's ridiculous and reckless kind of carry on. And he, and he sent on pictures and they're in these, there's one guy in particular in this jumper truck trying to drive along. Yeah, you know. And those works have been going on for the last couple of weeks. I would have thought in a day like today they just pull everybody in and decide, no, you're not going to you're not going to work in conditions like that. It does. I think inhumane is a good word. You would, it's kind of the kind of weather you wouldn't put a dog out in. So suddenly we're asking workers to go out and work in it. And particularly something like that, the road works, you know, that can just, could you not wait a day or two and let them go back tomorrow when the conditions improve a little bit? Thank you for your WhatsApp to 0862103103. Let me update you on what's coming in via John Paul is working flat out to update us on outages etc and trees down and thank you to all of the other people who are sending them in by text as well keep them coming because the more information we get the more we can give out to listeners because the whole idea of Daylight Today is to keep everybody safe Bus Aaron have been on they advise that the routes 207, 220, 220X 226-226A and the 233 they've all been diverted due to fallen trees so they're still operating but they will be with delays because they've been diverted the power outage update Kilmallock, Castlemartyr, Rathmore, Kilbritton, Timaleague, Adrigold, Ballinora, Ballancolic, Bishopstown, Shanagarry, Garryvaux, Carrigaline, Ringeskiddy, all without power at the moment. We're hearing of strong gusts along the coast at Kinsale, Myrtleville, and all along the east coast. Cork Coast. It's almost in your head you can see it, you can visualise it It's because particularly when we're hearing the conditions getting a little bit better in West Cork so it's kind of moving along, it's leaving the West Cork shores and it's heading to the East Cork shores. There's a tree down approaching Castle Martyr there's a tree down on the Cloyne to Scariff Road. They all seem to be in East Cork, aren't they? Uh, only passable one side of the road to try to avoid, please. A tree down on the N22, that's between Ovens Bar and Casey's Road. There's a tree down on the Mallow to Killarney Road, that's just outside of Mallow Town. There's a tree down on the N72 from Moy to Ballyhooley Road. There is trees down, a tree down on the Fermoy to Glamworth Road. We had that report and I'm hoping it's gone, but there was a trampoline loose on the Wilton Road. And the Wilton Road is a very, very busy road. So hopefully the owners have managed to get that trampoline off the road and into some place secure. Um, we mentioned the, the debris from the roof in Ballancolic and the Main Street in Ballancolic is, is closed off. We also had reports in of debris from a roof on South Main Street in Yall. There's a tree down on the Kilbritton Road as you come off the Bandon Bypass. The Inishannon, between Inishannon and Bandon, we need to get that checked. There was a tree down in the last hour that was blocking access to West Cork. Let's see if somebody can confirm. Has that tree been removed? Because that certainly was blocking access to West Cork and that was stopping people to make journeys. So we'll see if we can get an update on that. A tree down just outside of Five Mile Bridge that's heading towards Kinsale. And there is a tree down from Ansgrove to Castletown Roach. Tree partially blocking the road on the bend heading towards Newbury from Mallow. You need to be careful though because it's by the Newbury railway gates. Okay, that's just some of the reports that we've had in. Now, obviously some of them may have been cleared 
in the last 10 to 15 minutes. So if anybody can update us, if you've heard of any particular one that we've mentioned there that has been sorted out, let us know because we're getting in lovely. And thank you to people who are taking time out to text us to thank us for keeping people updated. That's the whole idea. We're trying to keep people as updated as possible uh, so that if you're going to, if you have to make a journey and I would be saying to people, you know, only make the journey if it's absolutely necessary, particularly between now and three until the worst of the storm has passed. But, you know, if you can cancel whatever journey you need to make today and make it tomorrow or later on in the week, I'd be advising you to try and do that. But in the meantime, let us try and keep you updated and try and let people know what's happening, where it's happening, where roads are blocked, because there's nothing worse than you head out on a journey to get to a road where a tree is down and you can't go any further and you've got to come back so you're better off just not making the journey at all. Michael in Castletown Bear says Hi Patricia, sun is shining here all clear winds of east but the sea is violent. Okay, that's in Castletown Bear but the sun has come out so that that, that is good to know but the, so the winds have at ease so it's moving across. That's the way it's going at the moment and someone else uh, says storm, storms seem to have passed here. That's the Timaleague side of Bandon. OK, so certainly getting good reports in from West Cork and East Cork seem to be getting it now at the moment. And a Douglas listener says one good thing for sure uh, the back windows of my house are certainly getting a good wash. <laughs> yeah, Because when some of those showers come they really are quite torrential. And hi, there's a big tree down near a dangerous bend as you head towards Burnford. It is totally impossible said a listener who's obviously just come across that. So road leading into Burnford on a dangerous bend and if you're out driving anywhere in rural areas, take it nice and slow even on roads that you know really well when you come up to a bend you need to slow it down because by God you don't know what's going to be around that bend. And someone has said that power hasn't been restored in La Valley Lower as reported. Okay, so there must have been two outages in the La Valley area of Mallow because certainly we were getting reports in from some listeners that power was back in La Valley, but La Valley Lower, the ESB networks still working to have that power outage restored. Eighteen fifty three 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 one zero three. John Paul taking your calls. We're also taking your calls for Annalise Trussell. She's going to be joining us after half past twelve giving you nutritional advice and you can text her WhatsApp 0862 103 103. The C103 Cork Diary. With Cork County Council. Supporting businesses, supporting communities, serving Cork. Visit corkcoco.ie. The Cullinan District Special Needs Association, their annual sponsored weigh-in is starting tonight. That's on at 8 o'clock in Cullen Community Centre. And a meeting will be held in Drumtariff Parish Hall tomorrow, Tuesday, with a view to setting up a, c- a committee to organise the centenary commemoration of the Clonbannon ambush and that took place on the 5th of March 1921 so the 100th anniversary is happening next year everybody very welcome to come along Drina Community Alert they've got an information night in Drina Community Hall tomorrow night at 8 topics to be discussed include farm safety fire and crime prevention and home property security and as we did a feature last week on the programme a reminder to you that the Cork Sub Aqua Club they are the Irish Underwater Council affiliate will be holding its annual tri-dive event. It's on this Wednesday, 15th of January, 7 o'clock at the Mayfield 
Sports Complex and the event is free of charge and it aims to give a taste of scuba diving for those who might wish to train as a qualified driver. You can get more information by visiting the club's Facebook page. And Kilmac Simon Rowing Club are holding a 6k fun run and walk. It's on next Sunday. Starts at half past 11. Registration will open from 10am at Kilmac Simon Community Centre. Court today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Smokeless coal, turf, gas and kiln dried wood. Open late seven days. Lowcostfuel.ie. Court today on C103. Call Patricia with your comment. 1850-333-103. Just had a report in of what's been described as a big tree down. It's blocking the road at the sh- top of Shambalimore Village. OK, that's literally just come in. Road blocked Shambalimore Village. I'm also hearing that there's a major power outage in Buttevant. And Sheila in Mill Street has been on to say there are rubbish bins blowing all over the place. Very dangerous people. Please bring in your rubbish bins. We were getting that call earlier from the West Cork area. Now people in the North Cork area says that there are wheelie bins all over the place. People need to take them in. And can I just on a very different issue, when we were talking about the disabled parking bays area, John in Cove was on now. I think this might annoy a few people. John reckons we should just completely do away with disabled parking bays and he feels we should also do away, you know, with the parent and toddler bays that are in supermarkets. And his reason for it is, don't we all pay road tax, i.e. all motorists? And therefore, there should be just parking spaces that everyone is entitled to use. We all pay the same road taxes. And he said you wouldn't have any of these arguments about who should be parking here and there if you just had one standard parking space that everybody gets to park in. I think, John, you're slightly missing the point. The reason for the disabled bays is to have them nearer to places so that somebody who has an issue with their disability do not need to walk too far or if they're in a wheelchair they don't need to go as far than if you were saying they would have to park in the general car park with everybody uh, else and also their wider spaces they need to be wider if you're in a wheelchair you need to throw open your car door you need to get your wheelchair out if you're independent in your wheelchair and you don't have anybody helping you out you're doing it all yourself therefore that bay needs to be wider and I have to say it's the same for the mother and babies and we spoke with a listener who was running a campaign on this do you remember it was before Christmas we spoke about the mother the, we call them mother and baby but they're not their parent and toddler spaces and the reason for the parent and toddler spaces is, is the fact the reason that they're they have to be wider because it's getting prams in and out of cars because John was saying that they're always parked right beside the front door of the supermarket and yet these young mummies and daddies are well able to walk and many of the mothers will tell you and the fathers will tell you they don't specifically want them right beside the door of the supermarket they just want the wider space so that they can get in and out of the car with a baby with perhaps a baby and a toddler and a pram and they need the additional space that's the reason that the parent and toddler ones are so important but anyway John and Cove says abolish them all and he says we all pay road tax and he's very annoyed that people with a disability have special parking spaces and he's very annoyed that parents with children have a special parking space as well. OK, I wonder, thank you for your call, uh, J- uh, John and Cove. I don't know if everybody would agree with you, but you're entitled to your opinion. 1850 I want to go back to last Saturday and the meeting that was held 
to discuss the vandalism that happened at St Catherine's Cemetery in Kilcully that so many people were upset about last week. But our reporter Fiona Corkwin attended the meeting on Saturday and spoke to some of the people whose, whose loved ones were buried there. Some were calling for 24-7 CCTV to be installed for the graveyard. My sister got another phone call Tuesday. Would she come out to go and take a look to see that there was damage yet to be none? So when she went out, there was two statues that were about 18 to 20 inches high. One of all Lord and one of all Lady on either side of the grave. And they were pulled off, broken off. Headstone was loose. And this was when there was security at the grave? Yeah, the, the grave was supposed to be secured a Friday night. I think they were supposed to come a Friday, but seemingly this was done a Friday night. Sometime a Friday night. What kind of an effect has this all had on family? Tough. Tough knowing that you bury people that they live fly there, like, that they are, that are rest. But as I say, I suppose it, at the end of the day, you, you sit down and think about it, and it's hard. It's hard. But they're not just loved ones, like, they're the ones that brought you into the world. Noreen Dolan. My son was only 16 years of age, Lord Mercy Soul. There was handprints of blood on my child's headstone. They destroyed it, they took the picture completely off it. I'm broken hearted over it. I can't sleep. I'm after going out every night to see if they're after damaging it again. His two uncles is, is, is behind him. Their graves was, was destroyed. They took their pictures off, they took their heads off the statues. It's just not, it's not, it's not, it's not, there's no need for it, like, there is no need for it, seriously, it's disgraceful, I never in my life seen anything like it. This happened to you seven weeks ago? Yes, and the, the 2nd of December. If the guards had intervened then, there'd be something done, it just proves today that they don't care, there was evidence in front of them, they left it there, they were told by a lot of people that can come forward, leave it, stay out of it, stay out of it, like, you know, just leave it there. My three brothers are buried out there and my mum is 11 months and 11 days buried today. Now we can't have an anniversary because the headstone is destroyed. These people are depraved. Like, there's, no, there's no word from them. They need to be caught. They need to be CCT 24 hours 7 out there because if there's not going to be, I'm going to be out there 24 hours 7. I'll protect them if it's the last thing I do. Son of 24 years of age, God bless him, and he's heartbroken. That he told me that he has to go out there and sleep out there himself to mind his own brother's grave. It's ridiculous. We're all heartbroken. Um, and when you said that your grave was destroyed, the headstone was destroyed. What was what did um, they do? They were practically tried to dig it up. They broke the statues. Heads off, um, they broke rosary beads, they dug pictures off my brother's three pictures, two pictures, didn't they? Tried the third one, couldn't get that off. Um, has to be more than one. There's a lot of um, hampers of blood out there as well. The rosary bead was broke. I, I brought um, a can, a bottle of boost, I brought everything up to them guards that we found out there. I have a t shirt at home with um, sweat, I have a, a t shirt with blood, I was told just take them away. So if I have to give those to get DNA done myself, where if I had the money, I would. That there was forensics was out the there. They just don't care. Yes, it could take weeks. It could take months. Yeah. And I'm after getting on to the superintendent. He will not ring me back. It's no good to us. Right. Until they do something. Yeah. That's all we were given is pulse numbers. What good is pulse numbers? What's that going to do? We had to hand in a hammer that was discarded out there to the guardie because the guardie walked away and just left it there. That, that's crucial evidence to their investigation and, the and they completely walked away and just left it and a bottle, an empty bottle of um, vodka I mean the headstone is just completely and utterly destroyed they literally tried to dig them up 
there's a hole and everything by the grave. It's shocking. That's there it. Was sick talk people. Of, like a feud and the no, 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 no. You think it's just no, random? It is. Grave. It's random graves because I have no one left belong to me. I have nobody left belong to me to be feuding with. My three brothers are dead. There is no argument here. So whoever's thinking this, I, I like people presume everything. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, they're allowed their presumption, but there is no feud going on. I assure you, there is no feud going on. So everybody needs to stick together and find this person that's doing it, or these people. We go out there on a regular basis late at night. We were out there on New Year's Eve for years, and we, for our son, no, just a, a feud is very convenient for the authorities because they say everything is a feud. If the cat spilled milk or licked milk, there's a feud going on between the cats. And basically, I, I brought her up. I was the first bringer up with that. There was no representative from the Gaelic Chicana here today, and the answer must and the answer must be answered. What is the problem here? But these that they didn't come up and say, look, well, we can't tell you, but we are we have fallen a definite line of inquiry. But they're not. Just like a merry-go-round, just like, like I said, and I'll repeat myself, it's like the, the convention centre. We'll be back here again in another couple of months because nothing will be done. So what do you want to see done then? I, I want to see, well I, well, I want to see done, I want to see the people like oh. Noreen Dolan and Breeder O'Driscoll, I want to see their headstones put back together. If they can find money for the Lord Mayor's office to be done up, if they can find money for the Queen to come to Ireland, but when it comes to the basic human need of people that we bury and we pay, we pay money, we don't get any credit, we have to pay cash. We want satisfaction, but in knowing the state that we're in, you won't because we're not belong to the right circle. Okay, that was uh, Fiona Corcoran speaking. You could sense the anger, can't you, in the in the people who and the frustration that they feel, particularly the loved ones whose sem, whose headstones were damaged. It, it really is shocking to say there is a GoFundMe page, and no doubt there will be more on this because it's been raised at the city council meeting uh, tonight. There's a talking of uh, suspending standing orders so that the issue can be discussed. No doubt we may have more on this story tomorrow. Can I just go back to some of your calls and texts coming in? There's a massive tree down, that's how it's described, on Twigs Hill in on the Ardfield to Clonakilty Road. The road is completely blocked. And the texter says uh, the power outage is still in uh, Clonakilty. There's lots of areas actually with power outage. But then Dan says between Farron 4 and Tralee, Blue skies, the storm is gone. It does seem to be as it passes over this lovely blue skies because we got the same in from Castletown Bear. People saying it's lovely when the storm passes while it's still a bit windy, but lovely blue skies and, and the rain is gone. So it's it's moving. I mean, in fairness to Met Aaron, they did say that that Storm Brendan would move up across the country and that is what it's doing at the moment. OK, on the parking in disabled... Oh, no, before I get to parking in disabled spaces, Dennis is reacting to John who contacted us. Was it John? I can't remember where John was from. He missed just earlier who was saying he was just so angry watching the storm. He was looking at all of his trees. He's a plantation. He's planted the trees 28 years ago and he's waiting for a felling licence. He applied for it February of last year. Here we are nearly a year later and nothing. Every time he contacts the department, he's told, oh, it's with the archaeologist and he gets back on and he's told it's with the ecologist and nothing's happening. And and he is really, really frustrated by it. And he was saying it's, he's wondering anybody else in the same situation. Dennis said that, Patricia, before Christmas, there, wa- there were prolonged delays in the issuing of tree felling licences from the department. And Dennis says that was due to a high number of objections and appeals. And I don't know if that's the case with John. I sensed in John's text he was frustrated because he was hearing nothing. Whereas if it was an objection or an appeal, but he was saying he's hearing nothing. He couldn't, you know, nobody was giving him any explanation as to why he was waiting so long. And I wondered, has anybody waited that length of time, a full 
almost a full year for when he applied for his felling licence and that's if he gets it. He might not even get it so we could be looking at, if we talk with him in another two months, we could be looking at a 14 month delay and he still hasn't received his felling licence. On the parking in Bays, Super Value in Mill Street, people parking the disabled Bays also in the in the kiddie spaces and they're not entitled to. Bantry resident says Patricia Bantry is a terrible place for delivery vans and cars parked continuously in loading bays. No enforcement of the laws. Cars are parked continuously on double yellow lines. At times it can be next to the Garda station and uh, not a sign of anybody issuing a penalty are a fine to them. And that's signed a very unhappy Bantry resident. And when we were talking earlier about people who use the blue badge illegally and how it should be used and not used, somebody has sent on, this is the official word, if you are a blue badge holder, it is for your use and your benefit only. It must only be displayed if you're travelling in the vehicle as a driver or a passenger and are personally making use of a parking concession. It says, don't allow other people to use the badge to do something on your behalf such as shopping or collecting something for you unless you are travelling with them and you should not allow people without a disability to take advantage of the benefits of the badge while you are in the car. Okay so it's okay if they if you're travelling with them and somebody pops into the shop that's okay but if it's if they're if they're not doing it on your behalf, then they're basically saying in the terms of agreement you shouldn't be using it. That that's not what the badge uh, is there. It's for your use and your use only. Okay, let's park it there. Pardon the pun. And let's take a break. And we'll have Annalise Drissel, our nutritional therapist, uh, join us after the break answering your questions. If you've got a question, get it in 1850 333 103. Text or WhatsApp 0862 103 103. Court today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Short Castle Street, Mallow. Open seven days for smokeless coal, turf, kiln dried wood, and gas. Lowcostfuel.ie. Nick Richards plays Cork's greatest hits for your workday on C103. Are you looking for a serious music show? No, not that serious. With greatest hits from Rod Stewart. After all, I am there to sing. Ed Sheeran. I think I'll make good music, but I make music that people like. Elton John. I had to make something happen at the piano, and so I went for it. They're the greatest hits I play. Playing Cork's greatest hits while you work. Nick Richards. Weekdays from 1. C103. Cork today on C103. Text or WhatsApp Patricia with your comment. 086 2103 103. And just a quick few updates on trees down. There's a tree down in Scanakilla. It's on the Donorell to Castletown Roach Road and stay in Castletown Roach. There's an electricity outage there. There's also electricity outage continuing in Coulee. And John, one of our listeners has been on. He wants to know if anybody can update him on roads in and around the Mill Street area. We did have reports earlier of some trees down, but he's wondering, has anybody been out, say, in the last... 15, half an hour and are the roads okay? If you could let us know if you've been driving in the Mill Street area please. There's a tree down between Copine and Crookstown and reports coming in of a tree down between Scanakilla and Donorell. Okay, let me leave them there because I want to go to the phone lines where Annalise Drussell of the A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. 
but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Health Hub Times Square in Balancolic joins us. Uh, good afternoon to you, Annalise. Good afternoon, Patricia, and uh, Happy New Year. And yes. many happy returns. You survived Christmas, Okay. It was fantastic. I was in Mexico, so it was oh. absolutely wonderful. Wow, beautiful yes. sunshine and everything. Fabulous weather, fabulous food and fabulous friendly people. So I would highly recommend it. It's great to get sun on your bones as well, isn't it, at this time of year? Always in the winter, Patricia. It makes a big difference to my mood. Um, it really lifts me. So it definitely, obviously, is the vitamin D, um, I think, hit. So I would much prefer a week in the sun in the winter than in the summer. Okay, stay on the mood topic because a texter says, could you ask Annalise, are there any foods slash supplements one could take to improve one's mood for for like a mild depression in general while still taking other medication that wouldn't interact with anything else? Yeah, so I think that like it's actually, you know what, Patricia, anxiety is nearly um, easier to manage with natural supplements than the low mood. Uh, but with low mood, it can be down to a number of different things in my experience. And the first thing I would ask is if, if it's um, hormonally related. So a lot of the time with uh, menopause, women's mood will drop significantly and you'd be surprised. This is, many... Sorry, it's a male. Oh, this is a male. This is a male. Um, okay, so then in that case, I'd be asking about the lifestyle. Is, is there a lot of stress? Is work very busy? Because there are certain natural supplements that can be taken alongside, say, an antidepressant that would help with stress-related low mood. Like rhodiola is a wonderful one. We talk about it all the time. I always say to you that I think it's like a very gentle aunt that you don't realise how important she is until you stop taking her or you stop visiting. So rhodiola is a very gentle herb that would be safe to take with medication. And it's good to kind of just help it in terms of stress and coping skills and low mood around stress. Another wonderful one to take as well is ashwagandha. Um, And that one, again, is a nice one to lift the mood. St. John's wort is a very typical herb for low mood, but unfortunately in this country, we cannot give it over the counter. So it might be something worth asking your doctor about because they can prescribe it. And again, that can work alongside uh, medication, you know, antidepressant medication. Um, So try that. B vitamins are definitely a, a, a must. So I would take a a B vitamin that's high in vitamin B5. And Viridian is a company, they do a high B5 
B-complex vitamins. So you're getting a huge dose of B5 along with all your, all your other Bs. And that's very, very important for n- nervous system function and mood. And then in terms of diet, when you feel low, it's very hard to kind of cook wholesome good food for yourself. But actually, it is very important during that time. It's important that you're getting lots of green leafy vegetables for your B vitamins, that you're getting good quality protein from either vegetarian sources like pulses, nuts and seeds, um, and that your um, our lean chicken, lean red meat is a very good source. Eggs are an excellent source as well. And then lastly, what's very important for mood function is the omega-3 fish oils. It's, it's good for anything to do really with mood, low mood, anxiety or forgetfulness. Um, it's good to do for children coming up to exams now to sort of improve focus and concentration and retention of information. So you want a fish oil that's high. Fish oil, the omega-3s are essential fats that we have to get from our diet. And there's two of them. One is an EPA and one is a DHA. And for cholesterol and for blood, you want one that's high in EPA. But for mood, you want one that's high in DHA. So if you go into your health shop and ask them for a high DHA fish oil, they might hand you a pregnancy one because it's often used in pregnancy to encourage the nervous system development in the first trimester. But that's the one you want for mood. And if you want to get in your diet, make sure you're eating plenty walnuts, oily fish at least three to four times a week, which would be salmon, mackerel, trout and herring. And if you can't stand fish, take a supplement. Okay, well done. Uh, Eamon and Ballyhooley, could you ask Annalise, please, is hemp oil and cannabis oil the same thing? And is it good for Parkinson's in an elderly person? Now, yes and no, but mainly no. So it's like um, the marijuana plant or the hemp plant. Um, They're all from the same stock, but they've all been bred to have different properties. So hemp oil would be just the hemp seeds that have been bred just as pure hemp. They often use the plant fibres to make clothes and the oil you can use as a salad dressing. But the the CBD oil is a a hemp plant that has been bred to have very high levels of cannabinoids in there. Now, they don't have, like marijuana, the THC, which is the hallucinatory compound. So it's been bred differently, again, from the marijuana. So it's very high in cannabinoids, and the cannabinoids work on the opioid receptors. So they're very good for things like um, anxiety. It's very good for pain management, um, and it's also very can be very good for Parkinson's. So I have a number of customers who have been able to go back. They can write again because you know it's helped with the shaking in their hand. I have one customer who's back driving again. Um, so I would suggest taking um, a good quality CBD oil and try the highest dose first. And you want to try it for at least a month to see if it's any benefit. And if it's not working after four to six weeks, it's unlikely that it's going to work. Okay. now there's a couple of questions. I'm going to put these two questions together because I I do think they're linked. Uh, Hi, Patricia. Could you ask Annalise, is there anything I could take for sinus and a chesty cough? I've had it since Christmas. I went to the doctor twice. They have given me a nasal spray and antihistamine for nighttime, but I just can't seem to shake off this chesty cough and the sinuses. And then somebody else says, "Uh, Patricia, could you please find out the name of the health product that the health lady that was Dr. Delish Clare spoke about last week on the programme? She said she takes it at the start of a cough or a cold to prevent it getting worse. She spoke about having pneumonia in her 30s and that she always takes this now at the start of a cold and she's never had pneumonia since. So I'm I'm assuming what you might be suggesting for the lady with the sinuses and the chesty cough might be the same as what Dr. Dietrich Clare was talking about last week. Exactly. So, and it's one of my favourites as well and it's one of the best sellers in the shop. So it used to be called the chest and sinus blend but it's now Dr. Dietrich Clare has kind of reformulated her whole line 
and relaunched them. So it's now called Mucotone, M-U-C-O-T-O-N-E. And it's a combination of herbs that boost the immune system and help to kind of dry up and get rid of old mucus. So I would definitely suggest that for the lady with the uh, sinus infection and the chesty cough. Also, if she's, if the cough is keeping her awake at night, she could try the Comvita Winter Wellness. It's wonderful for any kind of a cough, for either a chesty cough or a dry, tickly cough. Um, and she'll get that in any health store. The Dr. Dealish Clare might be a bit more difficult to find, but if she wants to give the shop a call, I can post it out or she can order it online from Dr. Clare's website. And then um, I find if there's something very sticky that I'm unable to shift, I take a dose of the olive leaf extract. It comes in liquid or tablet form, but I think the liquid, there's no comparison. I think it's much stronger. And I'm not sure exactly. I mean, I know it's a very powerful antiviral, antibacterial, um, but there's more to it than that, Patricia, because when I take it, I feel wonderful energy-wise and everything, I feel great on it. Um, And so that's a very good one if you have tried the other things and you're still not shifting something. What's that called again? It's called olive leaf extract. So it's the extract from the leaf of the olive tree. And it's also made by Comvita, the same company that make the winter wellness. And at night time, if your nose is blocked, I don't know how this works, but it does. Put a big gob of Vaseline across the bridge of your nose and somehow it manages to keep the nose, the airway open for a bit. So that might help instead of the nasal spray. There's so, I was out yesterday and I actually overheard a woman say it was her first time out since Christmas that she had a chesty cough that she got at the beginning of December and just finding it so hard to shake. So many people complaining this year. Yeah, and it was it was there was one last year as well, Patricia, because I remember a customer telling me that the, a consultant had said, "Oh, you've got the hundred day cough." So it was like a three month job that yeah. people would shift and then it would come back or it wouldn't go fully. So that's why I think something like the olive leaf extract just gives you that extra mile. But I've been seeing it myself this year, even people taking the usual combination of the dealish Claire mucotone and the olive leaf extract for some people even still hasn't been doing it. So rest, rest and sleep, sleep, I think is the, is the key. <laughs> and Madge says, question for Annalise, what to use instead of Calicichu? Calicichu? Yeah, the Calicichu is Calicichu. the typical one that's recommended for... Um, for uh, osteoporosis so it's got a high dose of calcium in there but it's in the form of calcium carbonate so for a lot which is chalk so for a lot of people it's very upsetting in their stomach it can increase your risk of heart disease especially if your cholesterol is high because it helps to harden the um, plaque of the uh, in the arteries and some for some people as well it might increase their risk of gallstones or uh, kidney stones so the natural alternative to that would be a calcium that's much easier absorbed. And generally, the natural remedies for bone, Patricia, they have much less calcium and they've got vitamin D and vitamin K2 in there. So I, a doctor in Ireland came out a couple of months ago and said that he didn't think that the osteoporosis in Ireland was due to a lack of calcium because we've plenty in our diet. He felt it was completely a lack of vitamin D and that everybody should take a vitamin D during the winter months. So if somebody wanted to take a natural one, make sure that there is some calcium citrate in there, but more importantly, vitamin D and vitamin K2, and you'll have a much better chance of, of preventing osteoporosis that way. Okay, and Alyssa says, Hi Annalise, would you have any advice on how to bring back the the bring back to life the tops of my fingers? Uh, I've just finished chemotherapy. I'm assuming it's a side effect to the chemotherapy. Tops of it the fingers all numb. Absolutely, and sometimes, unfortunately, it's irreversible. Ah. So um, I would actually suggest maybe in this case a bit of acupuncture okay. uh, to see can you get that, you know, the nerves kind of refiring again. 
Um, I mean, the B vitamins are always very good for the nervous system function, but in this case, it's actually damage that has been done rather than a deficiency of anything. So I think try a bit of acupuncture and see how you get on with that. Yeah, and it's like it's not painful, but it's probably more annoying than anything. Oh, it's very, I'd say it's very annoying. And actually, a lot of people who have Raynaud's disease would have that all the time, Patricia, especially um, in the winter. Raynaud's disease is where those tiny little capillaries shut down at the fingertips and toes, so they go numb and your hands feel very cold. And that's a circulatory issue, which is, um, you know, there are certain natural things you can do for that. But once the nerve has become damaged, it depends whether you can, you know, if it's, it may be irreversible. And unfortunately, it is a side effect of chemo. But if anything can help, it will be acupuncture. OK. And listen, how are you doing in Balancolic? We were hearing earlier the weather was pretty bad in Balancolic earlier on. Yes, it was pretty wild, but it's calmed down now. So whether it's the eye of the storm, Patricia, or whether it's finished, I'm not sure. But it was, we had hailstones and very severe winds and very torrential downpour, but it seems to have cleared up now. Yeah, and I know Main Street was shut down because there was a roof. Uh, yeah, that was the report we'd in from the fire brigade uh, in Ballincollig due to the high winds. There was, there was cladding falling off a roof and they ended up shutting down uh, Main Street, which is remaining closed until three o'clock. But it does look like it's the eye of the storm has passed. It's just moved on to a different area now. It's, it's, it's what it's looking like, isn't it? Yeah, well, hopefully it's the end of it now. I think that there's probably been quite a bit of damage around the place, but where I am, it seems to be okay. I'm kind of at the back of the main street, so I didn't see the cladding. Thank God. I hope hope nobody got hurt. No, everyone everyone was okay. All right, listen, have a great week and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks a million. Bye-bye. That is uh, Annalise Dressel of the Health Hub Times Square in Balancolic, and I can see a lot of people thanking Annalise for her good advice. Uh, Thank you for that. It's uh, kind of you to uh, return those uh, texts. Now, let me see if I can do some quick updates uh, with you. There's a tree down at Rossacon Road in Newmarket and that's coming in from John who has just sent a text to 086 103103. So if you can keep those texts coming into us. Marie wants to know if we can find out if the weekly bingo is being held in Skibbereen tonight. Thank you for all the updates so far. That's uh, from Marie. I don't know if anybody would like to confirm. I don't think that's on our list of cancelled items. We had a couple of items cancelled but I don't think the bingo is on it as a cancellation. So if somebody wants to confirm that the bingo is going ahead but it does and I think some places that have decided you know to hold off cancelling events because we did know that the storm was going to rage through between the periods and it seems to be exactly what was forecast it's coming it's hit Ireland and from 11 o'clock until 3 if you look if you if you think of the entire area of Cork will be under the eye of the storm at various stages but it's moving across and that's exactly what it's doing so by this evening while the forecast for this evening there will be still some winds about but nothing like what we're getting this morning so it's probably one of the reasons why a lot of events that are planned for tonight organisers have decided to run with them because it should be okay you're just going to need to be careful when you're out and about driving at any stage today because it could still be debris left on the roads now Nick Richards is going to be with you for the afternoon and then followed by Martina and we'll be encouraging people uh, as you have been doing all morning to please keep us updated let us know if there's something in your area that we need to get the message out to other people and thank you 
to everybody who contacted us this morning. We really do appreciate it. Thanks to John Paul McNamara for keeping you, us updated throughout the morning as well. Talk to you tomorrow at 10. Court today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Call and collect or get seven day delivery for those cosy nights in. Lowcostfuel.ie. Download the C103 app today and listen to your favourite shows on the go. Grab our podcasts and get all the latest Cork news on your phone, tablet, smart speaker and radio. Turn up the volume. We are C103.